When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included. All while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. In 15 minutes, uh, thereabouts, uh, another keyword will be revealed here on the show. It's the KFI Cash Refill Contest. Take note of that word, follow the directions, and you could win $1,000. This is all coming to an end for now, tomorrow. So it's the last couple of days of the Cash Refill Contest on KFI. And a reminder, tomorrow, the voice line is swinging back around. We'd be happy to have your calls, usually. Uh, you, they've been very entertaining the last couple of weeks, though, I have to say. There's been yes. a real uptick and very uh, entertaining. Some people are entertained because they're angry. <laughs> they almost don't make sense, but they're really rambling and sc- screaming. And some people have uh, made some pretty good jokes about what's going on in the world. Use the iHeartRadio app. The uh, microphone icon is a way to connect with the Moist Line. Call the toll-free number, one eight seven seven moist 86 one 664 7886. Well, one of the things in the news today concerns the health of well-known people, John Cobelt, the health of well-known people. The announcement was made a few hours ago that Bruce Willis, who, of course, about a year ago was diagnosed with aphasia, has now been diagnosed more specifically with something called frontotemporal dementia, or FTD, his family announced today. Um, is Apparently, his condition has progressed and we now have a more specific diagnosis. Frontotemporal dementia was a statement that was released by his family. <clears throat> they say the challenges with communications are just one symptom of the disease. While this is painful, it's a relief to finally have a clear diagnosis. Willis, of course, is 67 years old, which seems a little young for something as... Uh, this tends to hit people uh, under the age of 60. This he, particular type of this yeah, FTD? If, if you get dementia young... Often it's this uh, specific. Oh, diagnosis. I see this, this yeah. particular diagnosis. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty ominous, according to the Association of Frontotemporal Degeneration. 
There are currently no disease-modifying treatments for FTD. There is no cure. There is no way to prevent its onset. Average life expectancy is 7 to 13 years after the start of symptoms. So, uh, yeah, you're right, John. It's the most common form of dementia for people younger than 60. And sometimes getting the diagnosis can take years. Yeah, because I remember a year ago when they diagnosed him with aphasia. I mean, we all had to look up what that was. But it seemed like maybe something else was going on there. And apparently this is... That's too the, bad. The, I mean, it's just movie get... sets, he was apparently rather confused about yeah. things that were going on. There's no coming back. It just gets worse and worse. Yeah. So... And in fact, there were rumors for years about his work on movie sets, so it just didn't really make the news until the family, I guess, decided to release it, that he had something. That was a year ago, and now today, uh, they want everyone to know that he actually has a form of dementia. Did you, did, did you see the study that came out this week that they think uh, Alzheimer's might be caused by fructose production in the brain? Oh, it, no. It's, uh, yeah, this is... Isn't a, that like a, a, a sweetener? Or? Uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, high fructose corn syrup is in a lot of uh, beverages. Yeah, I see that on the labels. Yeah. Although some now say no high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> right. To try no. to make people feel better. I, so I guess there's been some de- negative things about this stuff. Well, they, they, they this study was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, and they think at least some Alzheimer's could be caused by diet. We make the case that Alzheimer's disease is driven by diet, said the lead author, uh, Dr. Richard Johnson, professor at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. Mad cow! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, uh, it's apparently got something to do with an ancient instinct in the human brain to forage for food. Right. And that if you stimulate that instinct with fructose sugar, that will intensify your desire for it. And it's really complicated. I couldn't read all this out loud. But yeah. it, 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 it's so detailed, it makes me think maybe they're really onto something here. Oh, uh, boy. Because, the, yeah, because it says the fructose reduces blood flow to the cerebral cortex, which is involved in self-control. And, and so people end up craving more and more sugar. Oh. Because of what the fructose does. Oh, that's I, I did read that. Yeah. That's true. You might have. You, you, no, you're right. There's in some soft drinks. Yeah, because they have said that some people seem to get addicted to sugar. And when I first heard that, and I thought, well, that doesn't sound right. But it may be true. No. Uh, the rumors about his problems go back three, four years, apparently, on movie sets. He was apparently not understanding the dialogue. Could remember his lines. And famously, during one movie, they actually fitted him with an earpiece so somebody could feed him his lines. And he could just say them right there on the set. So that's where he could not remember any dialogue. An actor who traveled with Willis would feed the star his lines to an earpiece. And most action scenes were filmed using a body double because that became difficult too. So that's too bad. Now the other uh, well-known person in the news with health issues, uh, and this is really twice in just a couple of weeks, is the brand new U.S. Senator from Pennsylvania, John Fetterman. Uh, he had already been checked out a couple of weeks ago. He was feeling lightheaded. And that was a big headline because people thought, oh, my God, he's had another stroke. John Fetterman, of course, is the tall, bald-headed candidate who defeated Dr. Oz in the Pennsylvania Senate race. 
But during the middle of the campaign last year, he suffered a stroke and was off the campaign trail for some time. Polls didn't look good, but he did pull out the race and beat Dr. Oz and took the U.S. Senate seat in January. But uh, then he had this episode just uh, last week. Uh, But the doctor said he did not suffer an additional stroke. What's happened today is he's checked himself into a hospital to be treated for clinical depression. Now, could that be related to, you know, strokes and that kind of a... Yeah, I mean, mean, the whole brain goes haywire, and and clinical depression is the result of a chemical imbalance. So, Plus, he's having a very difficult time actually doing the work of a senator. It, It turns out that whatever damage he suffered from the stroke really was extensive in terms of limiting his ability to function. And they papered it over during the campaign, obviously. And they made it sound like it, it wasn't going to be a problem. He also never stopped to recover properly. He just plowed right back into the campaign. Yeah. And he needed a lot of rest and he needed a lot of therapy and he didn't get it. And now he's well behind where, where he's supposed to be. And he also may have missed a critical window of healing because he didn't slow down and stay right. home. Um, there was a story in the New York Times yesterday how his aides, and these are probably the same aides that uh, six months ago were insisting that he's absolutely fine, right? Well, now they're admitting that um, his adjustment to serving in the Senate has been made vastly more difficult by the strains of his recovery. Uh, He's got serious mental health challenges, physical impairments, even with the accommodations that have been made to help him. Um, They... At his desk in the chamber, he has a monitor that rises or lowers, uh, providing closed captioning. A custom desk has been built to accommodate his technology when he takes his shift presiding over the Senate. He has live audio to text trans- transcriptions. Um, yeah, he's had auditory problems. He has trouble hearing and understanding people and then some speech issues. And this is still going on. I mean... The brain can adapt remarkably after a stroke in a reasonably healthy person. It adapts, right? Uh, Even though a lot of brain cells may have been damaged or killed off, the other remaining ones do have a way of adapting. But uh, this sounds like it was a really serious stroke he suffered last year. Yeah. Auditory processing issues. And when it's stressful or he's in an unfamiliar situation, it gets worse. For example, when it gets really bad, Fetterman describes this as trying to make out the muffled voice of the teacher in the Peanuts cartoon. You know, the wah, 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 wah. That's what everything sounds like. Oh, that's sad. And he's very frustrated that he hasn't recovered. And he may have set himself back permanently by not taking the recommended rest during the campaign. And he keeps pushing himself in ways that might be detrimental. And maybe that has led to a, a terrible depression because he can't do what he wants to do and and things are getting worse right well they have a democratic governor so if he does step down i imagine they'll just appoint another democrat to the seat but you know what he is pennsylvania his staff and family lied about his condition the whole time and uh they they fooled the voters into voting. Oh, for especially him anyway. since the Senate was locked, they wanted yeah. they wanted that seat badly because yeah, they, they did flip it to, to to Democrat. They were more interested in their power than they were interested in his life and his health.
Right. But that's what you're getting. You got that with Feinstein's staff. You got that, you know, with Biden's staff. You got that with all these idiotic media outlets, too, right? This is something the, all the media should have been all over what really was going on with Fetterman, what really was going on with Feinstein, what's really going on with Biden, right? That's what you want. You want truth. You want accuracy. It's not about whether there's a Democrat or Republican in there. If they should be out of office, then you could vote in another guy who's a Democrat or another woman who's a Democrat. You don't you don't have to cling to people who are, 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 are so physically compromised and mentally compromised that they can't function. That's that's just unbelievably idiotic. Yeah. So much of it now is, oh, I'm not going to give any coverage to that. It's just the other side trying to make points. Not going to cover that. Not going to tell the truth about it because it's them and they're probably exaggerating. All right, when we return, chance for money, all right? It's dwindling. That's right. John's running out of cash to give you. I'm dwindling. $1,000 is up for grabs. Listen for the keyword. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We have a special guest, I don't know if you heard, coming up after 3 o'clock. We told you uh, a few minutes ago that uh, there's a balloon club uh, that claims it was their <laughs> balloon that was shot down over the Yukon. Yes, uh, and, the Pico balloon hobbyists. Uh, yes, and uh, we we spent uh, $400,000 on a missile to shoot down a balloon that might have cost as little as 12 bucks. It's a hobbyist club. They send up balloons with these uh, trackers that you could pick up on ham radio, and they just like to watch where the balloon's going to go. Anyway, we have uh, we have the guy from the club, uh, Tom Medlin on. He's uh, I think they're out of Illinois, right? Uh was that the was I knew somewhere in the Midwest. He's from Tennessee, but I guess the club's based in Illinois. And, and they said that their balloon was missing in action, and the last tracking of it was uh, Alaska, that area. So yeah, pretty good chance that it was their balloon that we got. Now, in the story, it says he's a retired FedEx engineer and co-host of the Amateur Radio Roundtable Show. And I guess he's an expert here on the balloons. Uh, well, we're going to learn a lot about Pico ballooning. Uh, Medlin, Medlin says uh, he's got three Pico balloons in flight in the northern and southern hemispheres. Yeah. Uh, these are people that like to send them up much higher than your normal balloon can go, and they have some tracking stuff on there so they can see where it is, and they use ham radio to communicate the location of the balloon. It's very exciting. Yes. He has another balloon that's up there uh, right now. Well, it may it's, not be for long. Yeah, he says, I hope. Biden's that- aiming for it. He says, I hope in the next few days we're not real trigger happy and start shooting down everything because he doesn't want to lose his uh, $12 balloon. All right. We'll talk to him after uh, three o'clock. Back in the real horrible world, we have some bad news to tell you. It looks like Trank has made its way to San Francisco. What is Trank? That's the street name for a drug called xylazine. Xylazine is a pharmaceutical drug used for sedation, anesthesia, muscle relaxation in animals such as horses and cattle. In humans, it can have quite an impact on the body. It's now being mixed with fentanyl. And uh, we talked about this story a while back because I think it was Philadelphia was being overwhelmed with the trank. And now, according to the latest reports from the San Francisco office of the chief medical examiner, there are several people that died of overdoses who had xylazine in their system. There is and this a, one's really bad because it could lead to amputation. And Narcan and, doesn't work. If you that's mix, right. you mix fentanyl with xylazine, you can't revive uh, the guy with Narcan. Because it's too powerful a relaxant, too powerful a sedative. It may not work. 
it also boosts the risk of wounds that can lead to amputation for those who inject it. Ooh. This term, harm reduction, which I hate when it comes to oh, drug man. use it's because... Because it's a load of crap. It means to just stand by, accept the fact that they're addicts, and stand by and see if we can't save them, if they're going to kill themselves. But if they start taking xylazine, there's nothing you can do. Like John just said, your Narcan may not work on them. Yeah, well... That, see, that's an admission. They they know that there is no drug treatment program that works for a lot of these people. That's why they say, hey, let's let them keep taking the drugs. In fact, we'll help facilitate the drug taking. And we'll come up with names like a safe needle program, uh, uh, harm reduction, uh, you know, Narcan stations. What they're right. saying is there's it's no the woke acceptance of things like homelessness and crime and now drug use that mm -hmm. is so dangerous because it really I understand when people said years ago, oh, the war on drugs didn't work. We got to come up with something new. Maybe we do, but it ain't this. It ain't standing by and watching people uh, die in the streets. Uh, a 49 year old man who only gave his name as Brian sat at the corner of 8th and Stevenson Streets in San Francisco and picked at dozens of sores on his arms that were oozing or scabbed over. Disgusting. He's not sure if he injected xylazine, but he noticed different effects while injecting his regular combination of meth and fentanyl, like more drowsiness and a crazier feeling when he is high. The response was, I just live with it as he picked on the sores. Well, he's, he hasn't gone to a clinic. Uh, he's lost the he instinct. Said, he says these are painful. They're like bugs that crawl over your arms. You, you, may, you may end up ampu being amputated. This is what we were talking about with the writer Joe Canonis. Sam, Sam Canonis. Sam, Sam Canonis. That the addicts he saw lost the will to survive. The instinct for survival has yeah, disappeared. Yeah, that's exactly what that response is. I just live with this. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, right. you and I, if we woke up with sores all over our arms, we wouldn't spend the day picking at them, going, oh, well. No. No, you we'd would, be screaming in panic. You get to a doctor quickly to have it treated any way you could. Yeah. So if he's just sitting there picking at his uh, xylazine sores, it's Whoa. over. He's not going to live very long. No. He's going to get some horrible infection, and they will start uh, amputating body parts on the guy. And this is another reason why your harm reduction doesn't work, because the people that push the drugs will just keep coming up with new formulas and new combinations that will get people yeah. even more addicted and more immune to any of your treatments. This That's is, exactly what they do. Yeah. This is the Mexican border. The ingredients are coming from China. And and we're doing nothing with either China or Mexico. All the government levels of government are allowing this to happen. All this death in the street by the thousands and thousands. And death in people's homes. Uh, you know, you know, in the last two years, since, since Biden took over, and obviously this has been going on long before Biden, but just to take the last two-year period... 150,000 people have died of opioid overdoses. 150,000. Oh. Uh, apparently, xylazine is also more difficult to even get recovery from. According to a DEA report, users may develop a physical dependence to xylazine itself, with some users reporting the withdrawal symptoms from xylazine as more severe than trying to withdraw from heroin or methadone. Oh, my God. Symptoms include sharp chest pains and seizures. This is poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you have Whoever a came up with this one, man. I, I mean, there's always something that comes out of the drug world, but uh, mixing this uh, animal well, uh, tranquilizers in there with... Because these chemists are making new formations of yeah. the drugs. 
They're coming up with stuff that gets you a bigger and a bigger and a bigger high, gets you more and more addictive. And there's no end to that chemistry. No. All right, when we come back, last hour, we presented a column that was printed in the El Segundo Times for Valentine's Day about a woman that really can't think about dating or love because of climate problems and the existential threat of climate change. The story, when we come back, is along similar lines, also seems like a parody, but apparently it's true, and your tax money is being spent on it. We'll explain what that is. <laughs> John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Eco grief. That's what it is, yes. <laughs> it's getting a lot of attention now. It's the top story at Daily Mail. Joe Biden shot down my $12 balloon. <laughs> Bottle cap balloon brigade claims its weather balloon last pinged near Yukon on February 10th, hours before an F-22 brought down a UFO in the same area with a $400,000 missile. Our guest next hour knows all about the uh, Balloon Brigade and Pico Balloon Enthusiasts. He will join us coming up after the news at what, 3 o'clock What a, go- what a government about. we have. It sounds incredibly like another joke. Today's a lot of stories just don't sound real, right? Joe Biden shot down my balloon. An abundance <laughs> of caution. You never know what could be... What could be in there? <laughs> but, but, but the spy balloon made it all the way across the country. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, another quick reminder that the Moist Line is tomorrow. There are openings if you want to leave a message for everyone to hear. It's very exciting. It's your chance to sound off. You know, we don't take a lot of calls. We don't put a lot of callers on the air. So if you want to get in there, use the iHeartRadio app. The microphone icon is the way to connect to the Moist Line on the John and Ken section of the iHeartRadio app at KFI, or call the toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. All right, an hour ago, we did a story. Uh, the El Segundo Times had a woman do an essay about Valentine's Day, and it was all about how she finds it difficult to find love because she's overcome by grief for the climate. <laughs> it's all she thinks about. In fact, my favorite part was... Uh, she had a one-night stand with a guy, and when he was asking her, what are you thinking about right now? She went through her whole climate monologue, and he she never saw him again. <laughs> Worried about the tomato. <laughs> she went into a lengthy monologue about what's going to happen to all the tomatoes. What have I been saying all week? There's so much untreated mental illness in the country. There really is. Now, hers isn't dangerous, necessarily. But She gets published in the L.A. Times. That, that's what's fascinating. Astro Lincoln. Let me tell you, yeah, you've you got to look this article up, or you should hear our dramatic reading uh, from the uh, 1 o'clock Yeah, get to hour. the podcast. That's, that's on the podcast. Uh, I, uh, I highly recommend it. Now, along the same lines of what appears to be another spoof story, and apparently it isn't. This is from the Washington Times, one of their exclusives. The Interior Department's Fish and Wildlife Service is offering eco-grief training to employees who are struggling with a sense of trauma or loss as they witness a changing environment. The class will give staffers a chance to define what they mean personally by ecological grief, a space to examine their emotional reactions, and tools to grapple with those feelings. Like a wrench? Uh, no, it's more of a symbolic tool. A hammer? It's more psychological tools. More, I see. Uh, ways to <laughs> train your brain to deal with that. <laughs> to, 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 gra- to grapple with your eco-grief. This apparently went out to employees in the Southwest region where the training's offered. Those who sign up will be led to find ways to act 
while caring for themselves. This is great. It's a four-hour workshop seeking to normalize the wide range of emotional responses. Now, there it, it is not normal to start crying and moaning and having a nervous breakdown because of a heat wave or a hurricane or whatever weather phenomena you think is excessive and is caused by climate change. Yeah. Just because there's a wildfire started by some uh, idiot uh, who uh, tossed a match into a forest doesn't mean you have to start breaking down sobbing. It is not normal. See, that's the thing. You have a mental disorder. That lady uh, who wrote the the climate change and, and, and love article in the Times, <laughs> all right, she's not wrapped too tight. No, I'm sure she has problems she's, grappling with many issues. It isn't just climate change. She's got a few rubber bands loose there. They, it's one of those people you can see them. They're just sincerely always just concerned. They're on guard. They're always right. worried about well, something. Why are they glorified? Why do they have such status? Like the more you feel, the more you're mentally unbalanced, the more status you have in this culture, the more sensitive you are, the more you are worshipped and praised. Instead of somebody calling it out like it is, it's like you got to screw loose here. You now, gotta, the article points out: you got to toughen up and live a bit. Eco anxiety is not recognized as a medical condition, but general anxiety is, and eco anxiety has many of the same characteristics, according to a website, ecoanxiety.com. Did you know, John? There's a website. Well, you know what? I have been looking up ecological grief uh, this afternoon. You have? Yes. Trying to learn more about well, the impacts. The definition is the sadness people experience due to losing parts of their natural environment and the way of life due to climate change. Hmm. And the, uh, the, it, it has the five stages of grief, just like normal grief, right? Uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> the symptoms are... Anxiety, stress, sleep disturbances, and nervousness. In severe cases, eco-anxiety causes a sensation of suffocation or even depression. Um, you, suffocation? Suffocation? I guess you feel like you can't breathe? You get too worked up? Yeah, I guess. Um, the American Psychological Association says it can manifest as a sense of being overwhelmed by the immensity of changes to the environment or even a sense of anticipated loss, essentially mourning what someone believes to be the inevitable, particularly with things like climate change. <laughs> so, I mean, did they get a complaint that Fish and Wildlife Service employees are just not handling too well what they see on a daily basis in their environment in the Southwest, and they responded to it? I, I don't with know. A, with a, with, a, the, the, with eco-grief counseling? The American Psychological Association says not much is known about climate grief because it's nonsense. There's no clinical studies on treatments. It does seem to strike younger people more than older people because older people are more mature, and they haven't been frightened to death by all the idiots in the schools, in elementary, high school, and college, scaring them that we're all going to die. And older people, and even middle-aged people, have also more responsibilities, experienced more. They're, they're, they can understand better. Young people without any real responsibilities, some of them just obsess yeah. over certain issues. This planet 
has been here for billions of years. I find it very narcissistic that this crowd just believes, oh, we're responsible for ending the entire planet's existence. Right. It's going to happen in my lifetime. I know it. Why right. would you get wrapped up in that? No, it's Plus, not. Plus, whatever the afterlife is, is there is one, you're only on this planet for, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 years. Yeah. Try be, to enjoy it. Yeah, you'll Good be, Lord. You're going to sit there every day just wallowing in this sense of uh, despair? It's absurd. Why no. would you do that? <laughs> it's absurd. It's a mental illness. They've been terrified to death by all these fear mongers in the schools. I'm telling you. You know, political parties learned that you can make a lot of money. All, the, all, all these activist groups make a lot of money. And it's about constantly, the, the quickest way to get somebody to write a check is to frighten them. The quickest way to get them to be loyal to your cause is to frighten them. The training session is being led by Michelle Dewar, a wildlife biologist who teaches nature and counseling at the Adler Graduate School. Tom Callis, a psychologist who specialized in workshops on emotional intelligence, and also somebody named Jimmy Fox, a fish and wildlife employee. The notice admonish, admonishes employees to make sure that if you sign up, you do actually go to the workshop. It would be very disappointing to turn people away and then have registrants not show up for the training. So they're expecting a big crowd, I guess, from, from people to show up for this eco-grief workshop. Eco-grief. Can you imagine? Can you imagine signing up for an eco-grief therapy session? Astro Lincoln would sign up. Astro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a place to meet some uh, some interesting dates, huh? I... All right. Again, coming up after three o'clock, uh, our special guest will be uh, well, what they call a balloon enthusiast. Mm -hmm. uh, there are hobby groups that launch balloons, and uh, it's more specialized. They have a balloon that they can send uh, very high up into the atmosphere. They track them. And uh, it's it's fun, I guess, using ham radios to communicate with each other, the current location of the balloon. I'm telling you. So it's possible that that's one of the balloons that was shot down by Joe Biden's F-22 with his $400,000 missile. Our guest will be on the show after 3 o'clock. John and Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, again, did we shoot down a $12 balloon over Alaska last weekend? We will talk to a member of a group that uh, they're, they're uh, balloon enthusiasts. They're missing a balloon. Pico balloon uh, people, they can send the balloon high up there and then track it. It's their fun hobby. They're, yes, their balloon is, is missing. They lost it in their tracking system the, the, around the same time as it got shot down, probably. The or Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. I think Biden said today we still don't know exactly what the things were, but maybe they're too embarrassed to say that they shot down some hobbyist balloons. Every day I kept wondering, well, whose balloon is it, right? This is the biggest story in the world. Somebody knows it's their balloon missing. Somebody launched that. Because, because those balloons have transmitters on them. You have to track them. You have to collect the information. All right, right now we catch up with the unhinged. We begin with a small piece of audio from the wacko known as Chris Cuomo. <laughs> of course, he got dumped by CNN because he was doing too much for his brother, the former disgraced New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, helping him as much as he could behind the scenes. And CNN put up with that for a while, then finally said, eh, it probably doesn't look good that he's helping him out and doing our, our uh, TV show. So uh, he's on another channel now, right? He's got another News Nation. News Nation, that's right. 
He has, uh, but apparently he's very frustrated because all the interviews he's doing. I don't think he has a big audience there. He has all the interviews he's doing. It sounds like he's he's really upset that he got bounced. He has one twentieth the audience he had at CNN. Oh, then that and CNN doesn't have big numbers right. these days anyway. And that was a tiny audience to begin with. So he's oh. got one. It's like having one twentieth of nothing. Uh, he showed up on a podcast. Oh, good Lord, this name. Anthony Scaramucci. Another nut from the Trump administration. He's got a podcast. Open book with Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah, well, everybody's yeah he was a, a spokeshole for like a week, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, everybody's got a podcast. We have a podcast. Well, we do, but there, we do there, a there, there's no valuable three-hour show, and it's got a long history. And there's, there's no qualifications to have a podcast. Well, why should there be? I mean, <laughs> no, it's not no, that anybody's going to listen, but if you want to sit there and put something together. It's uh, the beauty of freedom. Right. Uh, I don't know whether or not everybody who does this monetizes it much, but Scaramucci, I have no idea. But he appeared on the show, and uh, he talked a bit about his... Uh, frustrations with being dumped by CNN. Here's a short clip. I have learned to accept it. I had to accept because I was going to kill everybody, uh, including myself. Things can consume you. Italians are so passionate. And I really had to fight against that because, you know, just like you did, I got too many people counting on me. Wow. I've got too many people. Does he have a bunch of kids? Or uh, what is he talking about? Well, he has a family, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to kill everybody, though. You're right. Chris's News Nation show averages 63,000 viewers a night. Well, that is pretty low. Even though there's a billion cable channels and all this streaming, that no. just sounds really That's, low. That is very low. Cuomo Primetime did average at one point a million viewers a night. So there's your comparison. Yeah. Oh, he got shrunk. Yeah, and he's really, really devastated. Uh, he said that uh, after he got bleep canned... Um, he he said he started therapy. Wow. You know what? The both of them, and we found this out with uh, Andrew Cuomo, too. They, they're they such egotistical. And Andrew Cuomo uh, got the media in trance for a while because he was doing those daily press conferences during COVID. They talk fast. They're passionate. They make you think that they're really on the issue. He was and a because Andrew became a daddy figure for all the silly uh, COVID phobic freaks who who needed somebody on TV, reassuring them that everything will be okay. Now, and then with the two of them going at it, and I guess Andrew Cuomo would appear on Chris Cuomo's CNN show. We had the advent of the uh, Cuomosexuals. Remember that? Yes. Women who were just obsessed with the pair, thought they were the sexiest, most brilliant men and on the planet. He had a best-selling book on how great he was as a COVID leader until we found out he killed thousands of people in the nursing homes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Used taxpayer money uh, to to research and write that book. Oh, he's a total fraud, and 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 and, and his brother was uh, was at, was was actually calling up. I think he was trying to. Uh, dig up dirt on the the women who were accusing Andrew of uh, inappropriate behavior. Now, uh, speaking of total frauds, there's another update on, we haven't talked about Sam Bran uh, Bankman-Fried in a while. That was the co-founder of FTX, the cryptocurrency exchange company that went bankrupt because this guy was uh, spending money on a lavish lifestyle. He was released after he was arrested in the Bahamas and they dragged him back to the U.S. They released him on $250 million recognizance bond. People were curious, who are the guarantors of that? Now, we knew about his parents, right? They're both Stanford mm -hmm. professors. 
But now we found out the names of at least two more. One is Larry Kramer, who's president of the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation and Dean Emeritus at Stanford Law School. And somebody else named uh, Andreas Pepke, a senior research scientist at Stanford. Their names were sealed until this week, and they were eventually made public. Kramer said that they've been, his parents have been friends of mine since the mid-90s. During the past two years, while my family faced a harrowing battle with cancer, they were the truest of friends, bringing food, moral support, frequently stepping in at a moment's notice to help. So he just wanted to help them in their times of crisis. So he was going to help uh, bail out the, uh, this criminal. The skunk. They, uh, that guy signed a $500,000 unsecured bond. The other guy signed a same type of bond for $250,000. Well, he actually used uh, some uh, a family cancer case as a shield against criticism. Makes me yes. nuts when people do that. Well, he, he tried to say it's got nothing to do with the case against the son. I was just trying to help out people that need my help. Yeah, okay, yeah. Could have yeah. been I was giving the money to hire a hitman to murder somebody, but they wanted my help, so I gave, <laughs> I gave them my help. Yeah. Is there any crime that he wouldn't have given money for uh, to guarantee yeah. the bond? Uh, now, Bankman Freed is finally going to have a hearing in New York later this week. And then uh, if everything goes as expected, he'll be on trial in October. He has, of course, pled not guilty. Uh, you may have seen the story the other day that uh, there's new restrictions on him because he figured out a way to access the Internet and watch the Super Bowl last Sunday. That upset the judge. There's restrictions on That's his right. use of the Internet because he can't no be scamming no, more people. No or, entertainment. He could be scamming more people or trying to find other ways to uh, help out his cause. So uh, he got in trouble for that, uh, for trying to do that. But there haven't been much about this case in the last couple of months since uh, the story broke late last year. Yeah, well, uh, I think the girlfriend's going to be testifying against him. The Oh, yeah, I think she will. But, I mean, he's he's claiming that she sunk him because he put all that money into her research company and it went belly up. And yeah, that swallowed up a lot of the resources of FTX. Yeah, but and he wasn't depositor's off- money. He wasn't authorized to take the money out of FTX. He wasn't. Put it in, and so, I mean, that n- nice try, nice try at a cover story. But he he owned both of those companies. She was just managing the other one. Yeah, and that was a way of of laundering the money, of hiding it. Right. If people give you money as a deposit for your cryptocurrency FTX. They don't know that you're going to turn around and use it to invest in some other side company. I forget what that other company that she ran did, but uh, that you can't do that. I don't know how he's going to cover that up. All right. When we come back, the question is, did Joe Biden shoot down a $12 balloon? There is a balloon hobbyist club based in Illinois, which reports one of its balloons went missing in action around the same time that our jets downed an object over Alaska. We're going to talk to a member of this hobbyist club when we return. John and Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark off today. We've got Jason Middleton live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 